Hey everybody, welcome back to Retirement Clarity Radio. I am your host, Scott Newhouse. Thank you for joining me. I am in an especially good mood today. My football team, the USC Trojans, we just hired the probably the best, uh, second best college football coach, uh, Lincoln Riley, to head our, uh, our team, which has had inept, terrible coaches for the last decade. So if you feel like I am just extra jubilant today, you are absolutely correct. Uh, cannot wait. Uh, for my USC Trojans to be great in football uh, again. It's going to be so much fun. So today we're going to be doing something a little different. I actually got a really good question uh, from someone I was talking to about Roth conversions. So I'm just going to go into his question. I'm going to talk about my response to him and my thinking on it. And that's pretty much uh, going to be today's episode. So again, about Roth conversions. And before we get into uh, the question that this gentleman asked me, um, let me just explain really broadly what a Roth conversion is. Um, you know, we obviously have three main tax buckets in the tax code. We have our taxable accounts, we have our tax deferred accounts, and then we have our tax free accounts. Um, and so the tax deferred accounts, these are the accounts uh, that you can put money into, you defer taxes, so you don't pay taxes in the current year that you put it in. Throw it into this account, get it invested, it grows tax deferred each and every year, and then when you take it out, you pay ordinary income on that money. So what a Roth conversion is, is you take that tax deferred uh, account money and you move it over into the tax-free bucket. Um, and so the reason why you do this um, is because essentially when you move from tax deferred to tax free, you lock in the current tax rates that you pay on whatever you move over. You lock in that tax rate, put it in the tax free bucket, then uh, it's going to grow you know, tax free, uh, tax free in the tax free account. And then when you distribute it, as long as you follow all the rules, and I'm not going to get into all the rules, but if you follow all the rules, then you get to distribute it tax free as well. So you lock in the tax rates that we have right now, put in the tax uh, free bucket, and then you don't have to worry about taxes or RMDs um, in that account uh, ever again. So that's why you would do a Roth conversion, or at least consider it. Um, I think Roth conversions are really important to consider. They're not for everyone. And I honestly don't recommend it to every single client that I work with because everyone's specific circumstances are really different and sometimes there's just not a reason or a need to do a Roth conversion. So that's the high level of what a Roth conversion is. If you have not um, read my book, The Retirement Tax Bomb, um, you should go to freeretirementbooks.com, freeretirementbooks.com, and then uh, of all the books that I've written, that'll be one of the options. You just click on the link. Uh, download it and then you can get a free PDF copy there for your retirementbooks.com. So let's get into this question uh, that this gentleman asked me. Um, and again, it may this, you know, the question is not going to be appropriate for everyone, but I want to give you some insights into how I think about this um, in terms of, you know, should we do Roth conversions? And the question specifically is, should we do a giant, massive Roth conversion all in one year? And then I'll go into the specific question right now. So I, and this is coming from the gentleman I was speaking to. He said, I have a large standard IRA, uh, over 4.6 million in the, you know, IRA, and I don't need the income from the RMDs, which this year was around 213,000. Uh, he and his wife are both in their 70s and that they're and they are at the higher end of the 24% tax bracket and have out assets outside of the IRAs to live on. And this is the crux of his question. With tax rates most likely going up and possible future restrictions on Roth conversions, would you recommend doing it all this year and incurring a tax bill of 
approximately 1.6 million, um, or is there some kind of sweet spot uh, for doing some, if not all? Okay, and that's the, that's the crux of his question. I've got, uh, looks like, five points that I want to make in response to this question. I'll give you the, the really short answer up front. I don't love the idea of doing everything at once, especially in terms of these Roth conversions. Um, and the five reasons are going to kind of explain why that is. And I should also mention, even if you don't have you know over $4 million in your IRAs, I think you can still get some value in this episode by thinking about, does it make sense to do all my Roth conversions at once, or should I spread it out over time? Um, in this specific, uh, specific circumstance, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to do it all at once. And here's why. The first reason why is we have five more tax years of the Trump tax cuts. Uh, so President Trump signed into law the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in December of uh, 2017, it was. And so those tax cuts for individuals went into effect from 2018 until the end of 2025. And what that means is in 2026, we're going to revert back to the old tax rates, which were higher, starting in tax year 2026. Uh, but that still leaves us a window of five years of these lower tax cuts that are current law as we speak right now, as I, as I record this um, in late November of, of 2021. So that's one thing that we really need to think about. We still have a window of these lower tax rates um, for us to plan off of. The second uh, point that I have to make uh, relates to what our current politicians are going to do. And, and the gentleman mentioned this in the question, which was, you know, tax rates possibly going up. Obviously, uh, you know, we have the House and the Senate and um, a Democrat in the White House right now. So in my mind, sorry to get political. I know not everyone wants to hear all the political stuff. In my mind, you know, I think the party that's more likely to raise taxes are, are is the Democratic Party. Um, not really trying to knock them. I'm just, you know, telling you what I feel like reality is uh, looking at our current political climate. However, we also have to look at, frankly, Democrats don't have big majorities in the House or the Senate. And so we really have to take that into consideration when we think about what are tax rates going to be in the next five years? Are they going to be able to increase taxes above um, what the tax rates are going to go back up to in 2026? And they really just don't have a lot of wiggle room in terms of the votes to enact big tax increases. So even if they wanted to, I don't think they have the votes right now as I see it. Um, this, uh, and then the third thing that we need to think about um, is that the current legislation that they're trying to pass, and again, I'm, I'm recording this in late November of 2021, so this may change, but they're trying to pass the Build Back Better law. And this is a law that has a lot of different things. I, I might go into this uh, in more depth in a different episode if it passes. Uh, but right now, in that law that was passed in the House, excuse me, that proposed law that was passed in the House, they are going to eliminate Roth conversions for high-income earners uh, earning over $400,000 starting in the year 2032. Now, it hasn't passed the Senate yet, and the Senate's got to vote on it. And then if the Senate votes on it and passes it, then they got to you know navigate all the details with the House. And that has not happened yet. But as of right now, the House is going to end Roth conversions for high-income folks um, in 2033. And I, so I think Roth conversions in that law will be eligible for high-income earners all the way up until the end of tax year 2032. So another thing uh, that I mentioned to this gentleman, would, which is you know that last point, which is we've got a 10, 11-year window of being able to do Roth conversions, even if you have a really high income uh, right now. So again, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to do it all in one year 
One, because we've got five more years of the Trump tax cuts. Two, because there's not even proposals to end Roth conversions for high-income folks until uh, starting in 2033. That gives us another 10-year window to do it, even if we have uh, higher tax rates going into effect in 2026. My third thing that I said to him um, is, are you charitably inclined? And the reason why I mention this is because you can give your RMDs uh, to charities that you care about and not have to pay taxes on that money. The charities get that money um, and they don't have to pay taxes on it because they're charities. And then you can give uh, money to charities and causes that you really care about that are really important to you, not have to worry about the RMDs and the taxes that you're going to pay on that. And it's, so it's just a win-win for everyone. And, you know, frankly, if you don't want the government to get that money, well, they're not going to get it. Now, you obviously can't get it because you have to give it to a charity. But again, if you are charitably inclined, it really makes a lot of sense to think about, do I want to give my RMDs, my required minimum distributions that I have to take starting at age 72, do I want to give them to an organization that I really care about um, as a way of lowering my tax bill and doing good for a cause that I really care about. Uh, that's my really my third main point that I gave him. My fourth one is that, you know, you should think about, is there going to be a market correction at some point? And the reason why I mentioned this is because if you uh, make a Roth conversion, you're going to have to pay taxes on the amount that you convert at. But if we have a market correction like what we saw at um, the beginning of the coronavirus when the market was down 30, 35%, if you convert then, then you're going to obviously convert at a lower um, account value, and that's going to be a lower tax bill for you. So if you have a million dollars and you convert it now, then you have to pay taxes on that million dollars. But if the market falls um, and you have $800,000 and you convert at that point, then you get to pay taxes on that $800,000 mark. So right now, towards the end of 2021, we're essentially at all-time market highs. I do not think it's a bad time to be invested. Uh, personally, I'm still invested. I recommend my clients to still be invested. But it is something to, for us to think about in terms of Roth conversions, which is, you know, if we've got five years until the Trump tax cuts expire and uh, the higher tax rates come in 2026, is there a potential for there to be a market correction in that five years when we can convert at these lower tax rates with the lower account value? I think there's a chance for that. No guarantees. You know I can't give a guarantee on that. Uh, but it's something for us to think about. Should we wait until there's a market correction and then do our Roth conversions then? I think that's a good idea. Um, and that's what I mentioned uh, to this gentleman that I was speaking to. And I've got one more point here, which is, do you have the cash to pay for this tax bill? Now, again, maybe you don't have, you know, four to five million dollars in, in tax deferred uh, IRAs. Uh, but even if you have, you know, much less than that, do you have the money, the cash in some kind of taxable bank account? Uh, which is typically where I would recommend you take that money from. Do you have the cash to pay for this conversion? Because again, if you take uh, $10,000 from your IRA, tax-deferred IRA, put it into the uh, Roth IRA, the tax-free type account, you're going to have to pay taxes on that $10,000, and you've got to have that extra change to pay for that uh, conversion. So do you have the money to pay for whatever you're thinking about converting? Um, and that's a really important point. I don't want you to get to April 15th. Remember that you did a big Roth conversion and not have the money to pay for it. That's a disaster, complete disaster. Um, and that's pretty much uh, my five points that I have, uh, that I gave to this gentleman. I really think um, even if you don't have that much money 
in your tax deferred IRAs. Something really important to think about because I know a lot of people are concerned about you know what politicians are going to do, especially in terms of tax rates. It's hard for me to give a definitive answer. You know, we can only know what was the exact, precise, one hundred percent correct thing to do uh, in the rearview mirror because we don't know what the market's going to be, we don't know what the politicians are going to do, um, and we just don't know what's going to happen in the future. So the best we can do is try and make an educated guess with the information that we have um, at our disposal right now. And so if that's the information that I gave to this gentleman, I hope it's helpful for you as you think about your own Roth conversions and getting some money into that tax free bucket. Again, if you have not picked up my book, The Retirement Tax Bomb, you got to go to freeretirementbooks.com, freeretirementbooks.com, and then you can pick up that book as well as the couple other books that I have written. So that's all I've got for today's episode. Uh, really glad that you joined me. Hope you have a great week. Bye, everybody. Thanks again for listening. As a reminder, you should consult with a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this podcast is a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentions of rate of return are hypothetical in nature and not a guarantee of future returns. Scott Newhouse, CFP, is an investment advisor representative of Forthright Finances, a California and Nevada registered investment advisor.